Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. No melting allowed. Jacqueline used to live with her Aunt Greta in Chicago, but not anymore. They've moved to a place called Sherpia. It's a tiny village on the edge of the Arctic Circle. Jacqueline can't believe she's stuck out in Nowheresville. No movie theaters, no malls, no nothing. Plus, there's something really odd about the village. At night, there are strange howling noises. And in front of every house, there's a snowman. A creepy snowman with a red scarf. A deep scar on his face. And a really evil smile. He sounds hot. Concussed. Welcome to Geese Bumps. <laughs> hey, Jeff, keep that in. <laughs> this is a uh, Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast? And I'm not drunk. I have a head injury and a PhD and a name that I believe is Danielle. My name is JoJo and I have a PhD and a brain injury. No, no, it's a neurodivergence. <laughs> My name is Jeff, and God made me perfect. So I have... Can verify, yes. God did tell me that, didn't he? He told me, too. No brain problems. No, I didn't hit my head on anything. Why? I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm have you thought about Driving it? down Easy Street. Le- well, you know what? You know what, Jeff? You know what you gotta be driving down t- soon? I'll tell you. That old white elephant. That what? You know what? That old white elephant. It's time. It's time for the white elephant. I got the white elephant gifts right here. Oh, oh. listen. You can hear them. This is the sound of them. Listen. Those are gifts. All right. You ready for it? Yeah. White elephant. And now the rule of white elephant is we open the white elephant gifts and we see what we got. And I've just, I've sent them to you by drone. So tell, so you tell me. What Jeff, what did, what did you, what did white elephant Santa give you? It's also called dirty Santa. Ew. Really? Ew. It is called that, apparently. Gross. It has an official website. Wow, I really stumbled into a subculture tonight, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Wait, wait, wait. We have to draw numbers. I'm going to draw five because that one kind of looks like a sassy lady. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to draw uh, I'm gonna draw an eight because it's like the infinity symbol because I want Christmas to last forever. Uh, Danielle, what number is you going to draw? I don't do the ones, the funny ones. Damn it. Uh, d- uh, give me the two. Oh, that's a good number, actually. Jesus it is a good Christ. number. I got three that's of really them on my birthday. So we each have our gift in the pool. We each drew our numbers. We did that. Now we have to sit in a circle. Now everyone says we need to make sure we get a gift. Now I want to open mine. Okay, you know what this gift is, Jeff? And you're going to love this because it's, uh, it's so good because I'm not, I haven't shown you it yet, but here I'm opening it. <laughs> this is on the paper ripping and then I pull it up. I'm never letting you do the cold open shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, it's a Borat mask and it's your size. Wow, isn't that wonderful? But you know what? The only way you can get it from me is if you steal this gift. 
That's the rule. So now, so now, Jeff, it's your turn. Now it's your turn. You can either choose your unwrapped gift or you could steal the, the Borat mask that I got. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and open my white elephant gift. Up. Oh, yeah. bold. bold Very bold. bold. So I'm going to open it. It's a real big one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You don't believe what it's is in it? here. What did you, you get? Tell me what you got. It's, uh, it is a, uh, a polar bear, a, a small polar bear cub. I can see that. He seems very powerful. Very made very made out of Coca-Cola cans featuring said polar bear cup. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a Maritroshka doll, or whatever is. those things are called. <laughs> sure, yeah. Now Dan now Danielle, we have one gift left, and and as the last player in Dirty Santa Yankee Swap White Elephant Christmas Rules mm-hmm, game mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Web, mm-hmm. you can choose to either open that present there that's in front of you. And I don't, please don't do that because this is going to be the transition show. We could be done with the opening bit. Okay. 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 But you can either open that or you can steal the Borat mask from me (laughs) or the polar bear statue from Jeff. I'm going to steal the polar bear statue, but I'm going to wear it like a mask. Oh, that's wonderful. Jeff. Well, make sure you, that polar bear says my wife. My wife. My wife. (laughs) Well, Jeff, now it's time for you to open that book-shaped product. You know what, though? Here's the thing. Hmm. I just realized it because it goes back to me. Yeah. Oh. Now I get a chance to swap my gift. This is because you don't think I'm smart enough to suss out exactly what I was supposed to do. No, no, no. Of course not. But here, you can have my Borat mask and let me open this up. What could it be? What could it be? Well, wouldn't you know it? It's a book. <gasps> it's a book? It's a book. Yeah, and wouldn't you know it? It's the one we talked about today. Fuck, I'm good at the cold open. What book is it, Joe? This is R.L. Stein's Goosebumps number 51, Beware the Snowman. Tis the season. Before, before I do the synopsis of this book, I, I want to know... Where would you rank Beware the Snowman as far as like other Goosebumps books? Not as not as good. Haunted Mask and Werewolf Skin are S tier. Yeah. This is about B to, this is like B to A tier. I would say this is A tier. Yeah, I'd say this is A tier. I'd say, and weirdly enough, I'd say the thing that makes it A tier is how the ending completely diverts from what you assume <laughs> is going to happen. Yeah, no, it, it makes me sad because it was S tier until the end and then it just just i thought the ending actually was like this is a relatively stuck landing it has the stupid end part where nick fury shows up <laughs> exactly. but otherwise the ending and I'll, when i get to the synopsis you'll hear about the ending everybody but the ending is what's what i like to call a reverse m night Shyamalan. it's where you're like reading the book you're like all right all right think the obvious thing would be to do this is the ending but that's too obvious so they're gonna do another thing and then they reverse m night Shyamalan. And you're just like Oh, they did the exact same thing. They were just gonna. They were. They, they were. They were telegraphing the whole time. They did it. I can't believe they've done it. If it was a movie, it would be like it was started by like. Uh, it was a Chris Nolan. Who the fuck knows? It started out as a Chris Nolan movie, and then turned into a Brett Ratner movie. Turned into a fucking Brett Ratner, <laughs> fucking M Night Shyamalan. It turned into movie. a Michael Bay movie. At Michael the end. Bay. It turned, into, it turned into a Jim Jarmusch movie. Yes. This started off like the movie Insomnia. Yeah. And then yeah. Memento, and it ended up being uh, Paul Blart Malkov at the end. <laughs> 
I wouldn't go that far. It turned, out, it turned out being Transformers: Dark of the Moon at the end. It's pretty bad. Okay, that's a little. That's a little. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go into the synopsis now. All right, all right, um, give it to us. All right. I don't think I'm going to need guy. two minutes, but give me a minute. Give me a minute and a half. Yeah, let's see how long this takes. Minute, minute. No. <laughs> that's a called <laughs> shot, Jeff. Okay, and go. All right, this book, uh, Beware the Snowman, stars Jacqueline and her aunt Greta, who are from Chicago. The book starts out as like the most morose story in the entire world, where Jacqueline gives us a monologue talking about how her mom's dead and her dad's gone. And she's lived with her aunt Greta most of her life, and they decided to move to the Arctic Circle, a little town called Sherpia. I think it's Sherpia. They move into a uh, a little house and um, a rhyme about snowman is playing in Jacqueline's head. She gets there, doesn't know anybody. She misses her friends and her aunts being very quiet about the town. They don't know why they really moved there. Aside from Aunt Greta said, we need a change. And in this town, there are snowmen everywhere. They all look the same. They have a scar on their face and they have a scarf on and they're in front of literally every single house. She meets some kids, Rolanda and Eli, and they say, hey, uh, the snowman, we're not going to talk about it, but don't go up to the top of the mountain. Do not do it. And she's like, F it. I'm going to go up to the top of the mountain. She goes and she meets this guy named Roland who's like a shut-in who has a wolf as a pet named Conrad. Wolfsbane. Conrad. Named Wolfsbane. And said, get away from here. And she's like, oh, i got to get away from here, but I want to go back up there. Uh, and then she goes back down. She finds out that there is a giant snowman based on a story from Rolanda at the top of the hill. And everyone makes the snowman in town as tributes to stop it from wanting to eat all of them, basically. And she doesn't believe it. She's like, F it. I'm going to go to the top of this mountain. She goes up there, finds out there actually is a giant snowman living inside of a cave. <laughs> the giant snowman tells her, hey, I'm, I'm your dad. Yeah, yeah. And it is great. Oh, that moment's great. A little bit at the end. Turns out, yeah, so the snowman's like, I'm your dad. And Greta's like, he's not your dad. And then... Yeah, because Greta shows up. Greta shows I up. I did say time, though. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, someone else can, someone else can beef I, out. I did say time. Danielle, please finish the fight, Master Chief. Yeah, so Aunt Greta followed... Uh, fucking, what's her name? Jacqueline. Thank you. Followed Jacqueline up to the ice cave, and she's like... Just as Jacqueline's talking to the snowman, and the snowman's like, I'm your father. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, this tracks, baby. I uh. mean, I, I get, okay. I, I always wanted a dad. And then, and then Aunt Greta's like, no, he's not your father. He's a fucking monster in a snowsuit, you dumb motherfucker. And then they fight. They tussle a little bit. They do tussle, don't they? And they, and they bite each other's toes. And then the, there's a poem that Jacqueline learned when she was young. She only learned the first verse. Well, she only remembers the first verse. There's a second verse, and it has to do with, I forget, it's like the spell that makes him a snowman. Or it's the spell that, yeah. It doesn't make him a snowman. Yeah, it's either a spell, so it's either, the second verse will either free her father or free a monster, depending on who's, depending on what what paragon or or rebel path you decided to take during your playthrough. Like, whose story do we believe? Do we believe Aunt Greta and it's really a monster in there? Or do we believe the snowman and it's really her dad in there? Do we listen to our heart and it's truly our father has turned into a giant snowman? Yeah, and... All the clues point to this. This is not your father, but she, ah, it's great. So she frees the monster. Yeah, it turns out to be a monster. Turns out to be a monster. And she was like, oops, fucked that up pretty hard. And then a 
bunch of snowmen show up because Conrad can herd snowmen and all the snowmen from the town show up at the cave and they bum rush the monster and they fucking snow dog pile on top of him until he's frozen to the wall of the cave. And then the snowmen also talk and complain that it's cold. Yeah. They, the, the snowman, oh yeah, also Conrad's, uh, Conrad's the dad. Yeah, right, uh, surprise. Conrad's, Conrad is the dad. Yeah. Conrad's the dad. So her dad is Conrad. They went back to the village. Synopsis, Greta brought her back to the village because there is a spell they have to do every 10 years to keep this monster uh, encased in snowman times. <laughs> and uh, her dad and her mom were sorcerers who accidentally created or freed the monster originally. So they went back to do that, and Conrad was there the whole time as her dad to keep over, keep watch over the snowman, and her mom. Uh, I guess her mom did just die. Yeah, she I guess so. Mom did die. Yeah. yeah, totally unrelated car accident. So she gets gets re reunited with her dad, and her aunt is uh, living up there in the the snowy Arctic Circle. Um, and now the snowman monster is encased in ice forever and ever. Or it's is a he? Happy ending. Or is he? Or is he? It's a very happy ending. It is. Seemed seemed as if a minute and a half was not. I guess not enough time. You don't want to miss any of the end part where the snowman. You don't. You don't want to close your eyes. No, nope, you don't want to go to sleep. You don't want to fall asleep because if you do, the snowman will eat you. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll just hug you with other snowmen enough that you become frozen in you ice. You do become frozen yeah. in that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this book, um, three eighty nine percent of this book is super, like straight, kind of mysterious, and the vibe is actually kind of like creepy, and it definitely takes its time to do like some world building with the characters. Not a lot happens, and then the last like eleven percent of the book is giant snowman monster and in, in comedy. It is, it is a good time. Yeah. It's a great time. I love this book. You've learned, you learn so much. You laugh, you cry, you laugh some more, you cry again, you cry because you're laughing and you laugh a little bit because you're crying and it is sad, but then it's so sad. It's funny again. Beware the snowman. <laughs> that's on the, that's on the bus. Put that on the dust jacket. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, this one, this one is very, I think this is, I, I keep saying this about everyone. This might be the shortest one. I think we've read. <laughs> They just keep getting shorter just, and shorter. This, this one was like 92 pages. It's very really? short. Yeah. Mine, mine on, on mine's 113. It's about average. It's yeah. It's about, it average. seemed very short. Nothing, not much. Happens. Well, Jeff, it felt short because, because of how just like you paid for the whole book, but you only needed the edge, you know, I needed the beginning and I needed the end. Everything in the middle doesn't really matter much. I like the middle yeah the middle was good where she was solving a mystery yeah and it was like you know sort of a sinister oh there's a there's a puddle of, of water in the bedroom what does it mean what does it mean it means there's a leak in the roof duh there's a leak in the roof i mean duh. that would be the first the first logical answer maybe but joe this is a world full of sorcerers and monsters and giant snowmen this world did have sorcerers in it it sure did didn't it? I said this was similar to Monster Blood as far as like the end vibe because it does go off the rails as far yes, as just being it like, does. Yeah, like it's it's steady, 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 and then it just like Tokyo Drift. Just <laughs> fucking <laughs> It Tokyo drifted at the end when yeah. it did bring us a gigantic snowman monster. Yes. 
which I was expecting there to be some sort of like, I don't know, mechanical thing that just Conrad made. Yeah, no, I was just so thankful it wasn't a fucking robot. Yeah, thank God. No robots in this. I will take a monster over a robot every day of the week. uh, Danielle, you should be careful what you wish for. Like in that one book, careful what you wish for. (laughs) It's a dangerous thing to say. I would would put this in my top. I would say quality-wise, I would put this in top five. Enjoyment-wise, eh. Top ten, I guess. Yeah. 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 I had I I I I found this one to be quite enjoyable. Um, I'm not where where you guys are. I think it's actually a lot stronger than you giving it credit. Where it fails at the end, I don't think it fails at the end at all. Oh, I love I the ending. Just, I just think it's hilarious because it's a definitive like you you expect there to be something else, and it goes full in with just being like magic and monsters. I mean, they were saying there was magic and monsters the whole time. That's not a fair assessment. <laughs> yes, but pacing and atmosphere and dialogue all dramatically different. This this book opens up with like the most dire and depressing op- like Yeah, read like that first, op- read first, that opening bit. Can I can we can we start off? Can, let's work, let me talk. I'll, I'll, let's start with with the first page of chapter 1. Oh, the first page of the book, you might say. You you might Danielle, but we won't. Oh, okay. So the thing that I, I was I realized is I read the first cha- first few chapters at work and then I came home and I said Danielle I need to read you this first chapter of the book because the the tone of it is unlike other Goosebumps books. Yes, it like, seems to be taking itself much more seriously. Not to bias anyone going in, but it is markedly different. It feels like a book. <laughs> chapter one it starts off with a very different vibe than any other rl stein book that i've read personally this felt more like almost like a, a more a more adult book a more grown-up book it's like a writer wrote it like a grisham Ew. <laughs> here's chapter one it starts off with a, a quote it says when the snow blows when the snows blow wild and the day grows old beware of the snowman my child Beware of the snowman he brings the cold and it says why did that rhyme return to me it was a rhyme my mother used to whisper to me when I was a little girl. I could almost hear mom's soft voice, a voice I haven't heard since I was five. But where the snowman, he brings the cold. Mom died when I was five, and I went to live with my Aunt Greta. I'm 12 now. My aunt never read that rhyme to me. And then she says, my dad left when I was young. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just sort of like, she's like, yeah, and we just uprooted from Chicago. I miss my friends. Everything is horrible. This is really sucky. I felt so sad, so terribly unhappy. She's keeping it together for the most part, but this is a character that got uplifted from her her friends in Chicago, and now she's in, it literally says, the Arctic Circle. Yeah, which is, uh, no. Well, I, I looked no. it up, just so you know, what the Arctic Circle actually includes. Uh, I don't think it includes towns. It does. Really? Yeah, actually it includes part of Alaska. Mm-hmm. The north part of Alaska, the very north Big part of Canada, of Canada, uh, North Finland, Sweden, and Norway. Okay, because I was kind of like Swedening it, Swedening it up in my mind as yeah. I was reading. It's, it doesn't say specifically where Sharpia is, where they're at, but it is definitely not probably. I mean, it could be in Alaska, but they don't say like, oh, we're in Alaska. You say you're just in Alaska. Yeah. No, she wonders if the other people will speak English, yeah. which they all do perfectly. Yes. So Sweden? I guess Sweden. I was going to say... Canada. Canada. It could be be Canada. Canada. They don't speak English. Or Russia. Or it could just be Alaska and she's like a dumb kid. (laughs) I'm in a whole new country. I'm on another planet. Look at this. Is this outer space? I I thought like, she was like, they're just going to wonder if they'll speak English. I I was just like, okay, you've clearly never left Chicago. You know how people be when they leave Chicago for the first time. She's a sports person. She's an athlete. She doesn't need to know this shit. She needs to know basketball. She doesn't even know stuff. But do they have basketball here on Earth on this planet that you're on? 
They sure do not. Not on this snow planet, no. What do you put on your hot dogs? No celery salt? Ugh, animals. Weird. So it starts off with like her, it's all inner monologue of her just being like, well, here's my life. Everything is terrible right now. Boy, you're probably wondering how I got myself <laughs> in this crazy situation. I didn't do shit. I just existed. It all started when I was five and my mom died. And my mom used to whisper, beware the snowman. <laughs> Real cool thing. They never explained why she moved. No, uh, well, no, they do at the end because the the it's time it's snowman time. Well, snowman no, time. I, no, no, no. I know like the lore reason. <laughs> like, I know the real reason. <laughs> what I mean is like, what did she say to her to to girl? Oh, she like, said that we need a change. That's the reason she gave. Time, we need a time for us. Time for change. Up. Yeah, she says on page six of chapter one. It says Aunt Greta never really explained. Time for a change. She muttered. Time to move on from Chicago. But then they say like. This is great. This is on page four. I knew that she said mom, she being Greta and the person talking being uh, Jacqueline. I knew that she said mom grew up in a village like this one. But why did we have to move here now? Why did I have to leave my school and all of my friends? Here's what doesn't make sense. Why not go to the village that the mom was from and not like they could have just said my mom grew up here. Why did they have to fucking be like, I it's time for a change. Let's go to somewhere that would be familiar to someone dead. Does that sound like a good idea? Jacqueline, hop in the hop in the car. You're going to live in the attic. They drove to this place. They drove to it. Uh, I also have a question. So uh, they said their mom and their their her aunt grew up in a similar village. But as assumedly, they grew up in this one. It was this one, yeah. Because the snowman was there. Yeah. But they did. But they didn't. But they didn't say. But, but they, Greta just said she grew up in a village like it. Greta just said she grew up, and so it could have been. So Jeff, this is what I'm saying, right? It's a pointless detail. Why not this be the village they're from? Yeah, just make no, it that. No, they set it up like that. The mom grew up in a totally different village, moved here, and did sorcery. We relocated the snow monster to this new village. Yes, we took him with us. Like when you move a house, you know, you jack it up and you put it on a semi and you ship it across. Like the commute's really bad. It's, all like, right? it's like saying, it's like saying I grew up in San Francisco, but now I live in like Northgate or North Bay. What the fuck are you talking about? It's the same basic place. <laughs> well, it, and also like, okay, so, so as to, to, to just make sure that major plot points are like readily understandable by someone listening to this. Um, Scroll back to the synopsis. synopsis. That's why we did it. <laughs> but like the the whole point of the story happening is that Greta's going to this place to do to sing a spell or to say a spell to make the snowman stay frozen for another ten years. Like that's the whole point, right? Yes. And why is it only ten years? No one knows. She has never done this before. Yes, it's the first time. Assumedly, I, I, you would assume this is the first time. Yeah. It's also unusual that she felt the need to move yeah, here. Yeah, that's to my do question. This. Yeah, like that's a ski trip, man. Well, well, now, now, Danielle, Danielle, said, if I may draw your attention to page four, <laughs> quote, there's no it, ski it isn't stuff. even a skiing town. Check and mate. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of flimsy stuff you can point out too, but like the whole point that they moved there seems a bit extreme for a thing that took, this book takes place over three days. Yes, it is a very short time span. Uh, most horror story do. Yeah. This day one, they arrive and she meets other kids. Day two, she finds out the story of why everyone's afraid of snowman stuff. Why they all have snowmen in their yards. Why they all have snowmen in their yards. And day three is she goes to 
to um, the epic showdown with epic Darth showdown Vader. with dark evil monster with the devil. It's with what appears what sounds like the devil at the end. Well, that's what. How did where'd sorcery come from, Jeff? The devil. Is this an is this a pro Christian anti devil book? They do go to a church. They, yeah, they, okay. Oh yes, just Jeff has a point about this. They do be going to a church. Yeah, Let this me, book uh, has a lot of firsts for an R.L. Stein. I don't think they, we've ever gone on consecrated ground in another right. R.L. Stein. They do go to sacred ground. They go to sacred ground. And you know what? I was actually picturing that church in uh, Sweden. I was too, actually, the one that we went to in Uda. Yep. This is the world that we are in. It's uh, it's it's girl in weird town. Classic goosebumps. Grip a tip it and rip it. Classic uh, goosebumps adventuring. She meets new kids. There's obviously some kind of bonkers mystery, what have you. And she decides, you know, I'm going to just explore around. And one of the things she does on her first day is she says, I'm going to go up this this hill. There's a little hill, mountain, hill, where she can, it's like a hiking thing. And she wants to go up there. But everyone's like, nah, you shouldn't be doing nah, that. Nah, bro, bro. Bro, nah, bro, no. That's going to be a, it's going to be a no from me, dog. Also, all the kids know exactly what Chicago is, which I think is great. <laughs> um, so this must be Alaska. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and also they all speak like they're too aware of their living circumstances in Alaska, assumedly. Yeah. They keep making yeah. jokes about like, ah, the sun doesn't come oh, out. Oh, shit here, man. It fucking sucks. And it's like, you don't know any better. Yeah. You have been to Chicago. You haven't been to the sun-soaked beaches of California. And Chicago's no, no fair winning prize horse with weather. Yeah, snow there too. They could have just stayed in Chicago. <laughs> and fucking hot as shit. So hot. So they uh, they go up the uh, she goes up the thing, the mountain to kind of explore. The two friends that she made, uh, Eli and Rolanda were like, yeah, that's a bad idea. She goes up there and immediately breaks and enters into a cabin. <laughs> yep. Yep. Page 17, this is chapter um, four. I crept closer to the cabin. The windows were steamed over. I couldn't tell if there were lights on inside or not. You, you, you could have. You easily could have. I leaned my nose in the windowsill. Couldn't see anyone home. I knocked on the door. No reply. I tried the door. Why? I pushed it lightly. Maybe I shouldn't have. You shouldn't have. But you did. But I did. No, you shouldn't. It's called private property, you motherfucker. You don't know what it's like wherever she's at. The door slid open. It was a sliding door. I felt a rush of warm air from its side. Anyone home, I called. I'm sorry. Is she in Japan? What the right? fuck? <laughs> I stepped inside just to take a look. Like, the way this is narrated is very slowly, like... I, I rifled through the jewelry. I rifled through the jewelry Dude, drawer. no. Anyone home? No. I take a bite of a sandwich sitting on the counter. <laughs> Too spicy. Anyone going to finish this? That was like when that person broke into like Kim Kardashian's house and like took a bath or made a, made a sandwich. What? Uh, oh, the bling ring. What happens next is in classic breaking and enter fashion in Goosebumps. And like this is a trope. She's attacked by a dog. Oh, yeah. No, not a dog. A wolf. A literal wolf. A literal wolf. Not a half wolf. Ha not Balto. Yeah, okay, look, I don't think she went and fucking took it to the vet and, and figured out, like, 
if how how far it was from actual gray wolves. It could have been. She's from Chicago. It could have been a cat. It could. Yeah, it could have been a cat for all she knows. It's huge. It could have been. It could have been an iguana. We don't know. <laughs> a snow iguana. So a big wolf named Wolfsbane knocks her down uh, and starts licking her. Selfbane. <laughs> yeah, selfbane. Oh, it's a real big selfbane. Self French reference. Um, are you okay? And then there was like a fellow there. Yeah, a feller there with with the owner of the house, presumably, who just got back. Who in my head looks like uh, Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse. Oh yeah. Lord, Jesus hey, Lord! Scraggly beard, old Wait. man. I was picturing Ringer. a little bit more stately, more like a Sean Connery with like beard. I imagined uh, uh, Danny Glover. Okay. Yeah. Um, from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I, I rolled away from the panting creature and climbed to my knees. Two hands reached down to grab my hands and tug me to my feet. Uh, and it's a fellow, and he's like, "Are you okay?" The man studied me with round, silver gray eyes as opposed to square eye. Yeah. Like round is odd. Spirals. It's an odd detail for eyes. Most eyes are round unless otherwise stated. Yes. Um, he has long gray hair and a ponytail like a comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> and then He sounds kind of sexy. Sounds kind of sexy. Is silver Fox. Yeah. Page 19. He goes, um, you know, is that she's like, is that really a wolf? He doesn't. He nods an expression. And he goes, "He won't hurt you. He's he's well trained, <laughs> though not that well trained that she did break into the house." I mean, that's a reasonable response. That's what a guard dog should do. My 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 wolf has classes at Petco twice a week. Yes, very well trained. You'll notice that she just knocked her over. Did not I bite. Have a conceal and carry dog walking. I have permit. a conceal carry <laughs> permit for a dog. And then, and then this is great because at the bottom of page nineteen, we get something that we don't normally see in Goosebumps books: logical consequences based on a thing that's happened. There are that, yes. Because, because what happens here is, she says, "I'm taking a walk," uh, and then he goes, "Why did you break into my house?" <laughs> exactly. This was not part of the tour on the way up. Dude, you don't do that. I don't care where you're from. And then she's like, there's something strange about him. Something very angry. Is it you did just you break into, into his, his house. house? Then she says, I didn't break it. Then he says, you broke it. Yeah. That's what breaking in is. Yes. Your door was unlocked, you know. Like, just because you didn't physically break anything. And then, she's, and then she says sorry and starts running up the hill. Yeah, she just says sorry and runs the fuck away. Sorry, my bad. My B. And then she starts going. Bye. She also, at one point, when she's like, he's angry, she realized. And then in her head, she's like, he has no right to shout at me like that. I can go anywhere I want to. He's dangerous. <laughs> he's mad at me for breaking into his house. This fellow can't be trusted. And then, and this is the best part, she's, she's rebuffed from going to the top of the hill because the wolf chases her. Mm -hmm. And then she trips. <laughs> and then she falls down the hill. Whoops. Which seems like fun. It does. Which it sounds seems really like fun. a delightful thing. So the wolf yeah. was like chasing her down the hill. Yeah, the wolf was, was like, like, "Oh, good times! I love this game." And then she was like, "Go away, please!" And it did. And the wolf was like, "Okay, I understand English, and I'm well trained. Goodbye." And then she was yeah. like, "Oh, it's nighttime now in the Arctic. Maybe I should go home." Yeah, maybe. maybe. Uh, it's sort of. It's debatable. But it's. 
Never really freezing to death doesn't really come up that much as a. Um, yeah, she. Yeah. It might be July. She acclimates <laughs> pretty quickly to the the weather of the Arctic Circle. Yeah, yeah. like I, well, she was from Chicago. That's I'm true. Just, it gets pretty cold there. It's windy. It's, it's you know like if you're up in the Yukon, that's where like if you if you get your pants wet, you'll fucking die of hypothermia. I did a little research, just 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 as a little insert. Here. Oh, Lottie, dog! Because I was I in in figuring out because that was one of the things that we were like, she's in the Arctic Circle. That seems a bit extreme. Like RL, you couldn't just be like she's in Alaska, which she could have been. Yeah, but like she, she could have. She's like she's in Denver. Like no, it has to be like the Arctic Circle. It, it couldn't be like like a snowy place in like the northeastern like U.S. The Overlook Hotel. Yeah, it couldn't know? be in Manitoba. Couldn't right? be in Manitoba. But. Uh, I was like, what? What is the Arctic Circle encompass? And I told you guys, you know, Sweden, Finland, part of Alaska. Also the North Pole. Did you know that there are 2,200 people living at the North Pole? Are they all researchers? I'm assuming they're all elves, Danielle. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you. I hate you so much. Get your, your band. Oh, it's very good, Jeff. That was very, very good. But I'm just like, there are people who could live up there. It just sucks, I think. Yeah, it's just like really, really hard. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. 2,200 people living up at the North Pole. more than I would have thought. Yeah, it's more than I would have thought. If you want to have a good time, listen to stories of people who like trekked to the uh, North Pole for the first time. They are some wild tales. They They invent pemmican? Yep, they do. Yeah, that's that like deer. It's fat with berries in it. It's just... Foul and hard and hard tack. Yep. If you go to the North Pole, like you like you just say let you relocate there for the summer. I don't know. Um, based on where it's at, do you think that your 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 fuckability would increase or mm, decrease? Definitely, definitely decrease. Because I'm sure when I came back, I would be fucking jacked. <laughs> it's like that's the thing. I'm going up there. I'm just like, man, not a lot of people. And I was like, but you're all going to be hardier than me. I don't think that I'm going to be, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a four here. I think I'm going to be like a two there. Yeah. Like I don't have the survival skills to be sexy. I do, I do, you know what the most sexy, the sexiest thing about a, a person is? Survival survival seeing, seeing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Can I, can I point out my little, my little niggly things? Point out your niggly things. Yeah. So just uh, wanted to point out mm-hmm. that it distinctly says that, uh, we have a flat-roofed house, and mm, yeah, that's not right. That is not right because you know what All happens right. if you have a flat-roofed house. That's a that's a death trap. That's how you get fucking like. That's how you die. On. That's how you die. Wait, hold on. It's a flat-roof house, but like she lives in the attic. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just like a smaller. Because she says it's pitched, but. <laughs> How it's 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 like a house on the east coast. Look, we have to remember this book does have sorcerers in it. It's true. So physics, not a thing. It could be magic keeping the house. It could be a magical like warm okay, room. We can't we can't do that. We can't just say it's probably magic because then we're screwed. Uh, then we've lost it all. I think then we are set for life personally. But the other thing that I really really love is uh there's a moment with a cat. And uh, this is the very end of chapter two. 
So she's exploring. She's just uh, looking around the neighborhood. She's casing the neighborhood to see what other houses she might break into. She's trying to figure out if there are any witnesses <laughs> or obvious security measures. Who works during the daytime? She was on Christmas vacation. Yeah. And she said, I saw a kid's sled in the front yard, an old-fashioned wooden sled. A yellow-eyed black cat stared out at me from the living room window. I waved a gloved hand at it. I. It didn't move. <laughs> like that's <laughs> like a nice little detail. There, and that's the thing, Ghost Rider, because like the, you're these. There are quite a few nice little details like that that are not really uh, RL's typical. Well, this all. is later in Goosebumps, and remember, like we're like a hair's breadth from. Uh, you know, the werewolf one, werewolf skin. This is near the end. I think this is one of the last, like, five books, I think. It's yeah. like 51 or... Yeah, yeah. So it might be, like, maybe he finally... You know what? It's, we're three after Legend of the Lost Legend, the worst book of all time. <sighs> so there's a pretty strong chance that at this point, he's he's finished with all of his wacky experiments out in the garage, and now he's making... He's just he's just cranking out hits. I just feel like he's he's unteachable. Like he he's he's not capable of of evolving. I don't know that. I don't know, Danielle. Fifty books deep, he seems to have cracked the code. You did have. You said you had stuff in the middle. You did like Danielle. Yeah. Um. So there's other nice moments where it's like there. Um. This is the end of chapter eighteen, and it's just kind of an example of how these crop up. It's uh, Rolanda. No, it's Eli talking to Greta. No, what's her fucking name? Jacqueline. And so they're standing outside talking. And she's, well, yeah, I replied. A clump of snow dropped from the tree onto the front of my parka. I brushed it away. Eli, are you crazy? It's freezing out here. Zip up your coat, I scolded. I'm from Chicago. You've lived here your whole life. You Let me tell you how to live in this town, Eli, you little shit. And it's just those like nice, tiny details that make it um, more realistic and sort of set the scene a little bit more each time. And that's not always characteristic. No. Well, and I, this, and I was saying this book feels like it was more like particularly edited as well. I feel like there's a lot of fat that was cut from this book that's on the floor somewhere, and I would love to—I'd love to chew on some of that. Want to chew on that fat on the floor? Chew on that fat. I would. Oh, love, I love floor delicious. Fat. We we don't we have we get only we get only the initial Roland scene, and then Roland at the end, and and wolves. So like they introduce a crazy old man with a a dog with a wolf, and we only see him at his introduction, and then at the end. Yep. There's nothing in the middle with him. They don't have another run in. Same thing with the kids for the most part. There's not a lot of, there's no real like antagonist or there's no, no real like issue or conflict. No one gets beat up. No one gets beat up. There's no twins. Nope. Nope. It's just a good little like spooky mystery. It is. Story. It's yes. a very, it's a very small scale to the point. It's a very nice like boxcar children. Yeah. Cozy. Getting that, I love that boxcar children when they uncovered that the boxcar children's uncle was a sorcerer. Do you want to uh, do you want to speak to maybe the church a little bit? Yeah, the church scene is very nice. I think Jojo was interested in the church as well. Yeah, the church scene is great. That's uh, it looks like it starts on um, page. Uh, it's, it starts in chapter fifteen. I half I have thought they would like sneak into the confessionals and like talk about the snowman like in hushed tones. That would be amazing. They do talk about it in hushed tones, do but no confessionals. Hushed tones. A lot of hushed tones. Yes. 
Yeah, like Rolanda is legit freaked out. The mighty, mighty hush tones. The mighty, mighty hush tones. She is hardcore skanking this. <laughs> uh, the skanking pickle in it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think it's chapter 15 is where they end up at the, the church. It's 15. Sorry. So I'm going to start where they go into the church. So like the one in Sweden, it's like a village church. So it's open and um, just hang out whenever you want to. Yeah. You just, you go in there, you hang out with God. Yeah. I'm just, you know what? I got 15 minutes from uh, a break from work, but I'll hang out with my man G. Yeah. Big Although G. Man, man G. Some churches are pretty uh, cool to hang out in. Not going to lie. They're pretty. Churches can be cool architectural places be to hang out. Really in. cool. Like I don't want to do anything else there, but like architectural stuff is pretty impressive. And when I need to confess all the sins that I did that day, I will do it to my dog, like God intended. <laughs> mm, you'll just look right at him. Yeah. Say like, I guess I just killed. I guess man. I just like watching people be sad. I don't know. <laughs> and then the dog's like bark, bark, woof, because it's a dog. I glanced around. We were in some kind of waiting room. A long wooden bench stood against the back wall. Two lights shaped like old-fashioned gas lamps hung on the wall beside the bench, giving off a soft glow. We dropped our coats beside the bench and sat down. I rubbed my hands, trying to warm them. My cheeks burned. It's nice and warm in here, Rolanda said, keeping her voice low. You have to give her a Swedish accent. I can't do a Swedish accent. Give her some sort of accent. It's nice and warm in here. Mm, that seems bad. <laughs> this doesn't seem great, actually. <laughs> the bastard keeps the heat up really high. Oh, she's a Dracula. I get it. Doesn't Go, like to be uh, cold. God, Zooks. <laughs> Changes the whole really feel of the story now. Okay, okay. Uh, the pastor keeps the heat up really high. He doesn't like to be cold. Who does? I murmured, rubbing my ears, trying to return some feeling to them. It's a nice, quiet place to talk, Rolanda continued, especially to talk about things that are kind of scary. Scary, I replied, because she's like talking at full volume while poor Rolanda's trying to whisper. And then, uh, yeah, and then they have a convo about uh, the snowman. Yeah. She gives her all that snowman lore. She gives her all the background. Yeah, which which I like that... So the thought of this is that like she she assumes that they're fucking with her. Right. Because the yeah. story that Rolanda tells her is like giant snowman at the top of the mountain. We make all the other snowmen down here to appease it in case it comes down here. It's going to see all little versions of itself yeah. and be like, "Ah." So she, yeah, she's, you know, understandably like um Yeah, I think she says literally uh at the end of chapter 16 or at the uh, chapter beginning of chapter 17 after she t tells her the whole spiel. She says, "I shouldn't have laughed, but I couldn't oh, yeah, help she it." She does laugh at her she literally laughs at her fucking face in, in God's house. In front of God and everyone. In front of God and Jesus and all of his merry band of thieves. But like she gets this story from Rolanda who's like dead serious and she's like, she's like, you idiot. You can't, I seem like a city kid because I'm from the big dumb, dumb. town she of Chicago. Yeah, like, she literally laughs in her face and she's like, hey, you're kidding, right? That's just your GG in me, right? Listen. You don't believe a snowman can walk, can you? I demanded. I demanded yeah, now. You don't think a snowman can walk. Pushes her against the fucking wall. You don't, you tell me, don't coward. Motherfucker. And Rolanda's like, no, I was totally serious. I'm totally for real, bro. Yeah, and 
And she is, turns out. And turns out she is. And at that time, at that point, I also thought she was being for real, but I thought yeah. that that was just foolish child stuff, that she just misunderstood that. Yeah, I know. thought it would be the the more typical, you know, like it's a, it's kind of a metaphor for the, actually they do point that out at a certain point where they're like talking about how folk, folklore gets developed and talking yeah, about Yeah, like, like Greta says it like, oh, like a, a bad thing happened someplace. People forgot the real reason. And then somebody said it was a snowman. <laughs> yeah, they just like tell the story over and over and over so many times that it becomes like its its own sort of mythology. Well, I'm curious, and they don't say this in the book. So uh, the the idea that this book presents is that this entire town, not just the kids, like the grownups, mm-hmm. like yeah, everybody living here, they're, they're all in on it. They're all in on this like whole thought that we have to make snowmen down here because there's a monstrous snowman up at the top. Like this could be reskinned to be like Midsommar. Yeah. This is like, or, my, or Wicker Man, you know, like. My question is like, what is, so what bad thing has happened that makes them live in abject terror? Yeah, because, well, I guess. It doesn't say that like the snowman has come down and taken some shit from us before or somebody went up there and died. It's just one kid saw the snowman. Like who's like how I'm just I'm curious like what do we think the snowman's actually doing or who I I Jeff, I'm almost certain they're not just saying they they probably either don't know or they do know and they're not telling her that because even they are sort of <laughs> even they're kind of censoring themselves when they talk to her. Probably after she laughed in her face, Rolanda was like, "Well, maybe I won't talk about the part where it's actually an evil monster." Now, now if this now if this if this book had like 15 to 20 more pages, there would be a part where you know, Rolanda says like some name, like tell that to like Donnie Baker or some <laughs> shit and then just leaves. And then and then she goes like, "Who the heck is that?" And then she goes explores the town somewhere and she finds like a, a statue that just says like Donnie Baker killed like, by in giant memory. snowman <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and it's just yeah. a statue of him being crushed to death by snowman or something <laughs> they could have like, done it where, like missing from this they could have done it where like a, like pets were going missing or yeah, something yeah they could have alluded to like some but sort of like outdoor pets in this environment are Reindeer, apparently. Reindeer, yeah, it's taken out. They keep finding like mutilated reindeer or something, which they could do that because it was in Werewolf Werewolf Fever Swamp. They had mutilated animals in that, so it's not too extreme. They did have that. So yeah, they did. They did kind of miss out on some some further. But I I do like that. It's just like a spooky go. Ooh, yeah, a spooky ghost story in a church. It's a mystery to everyone. It's like an independent film up in here, right? Yeah, very much like (laughs) this whole. And it's in the Arctic, so the whole color grading is that like really morose kind Mm -hmm. of like blue, gray, and white. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why when I I pictured the movie Insomnia with Robin Williams and De Niro or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the beginning is really it's 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 you could really just chunk this book up into three parts. Beginning when she gets there, talks to kids. Middle part where she finds out the actual lore, Story. and then the end, which is the confrontation. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. There, that's all. there really isn't anything else in this book. There's no meat on. There's no there's no extra stuff. It's it's a, it's a lean book. It's all thriller. It's no filler. No, there it's is all chiller. As all well. chiller. It's chiller because no it's cool. cool. chiller thriller. No filler. It also doesn't do a lot of fake outs. Doesn't do a lot. It does. Danielle, it has one egregious fake out. It does. Yes. That one is terrible. What's the one fake out? I forget. It's. There's no soup in this. Danielle, is that true? What? 
Is there any, is there any soup in this one? Oh no, there's no soup, there's no which soup. is wild. It's cold. What an amazing! Was there any fat shaming? You missed opportunity. No, which is what? What an amazing level of restraint. And right. no, no sexual innuendo for Danielle to latch yeah, herself on. I got nothing to work with. <laughs> nothing. Well, now it makes sense. It is so cold. We could now, talk about snowmen being boobs. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Daniel's so connection it's, it's to like bit, things being thematically sexual. Danielle, it's a bit of, bit of a str- Oh, it's round. Okay, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, that's what you go this to. Is, this is on page 85. Um, she's she's getting, this is her getting up the hill. Uh, so so after the, the spooky, after the spooky ghost story. Yeah. After the spooky ghost story from Rolanda and hearing about, you know, Eli eventually comes back in the, in the town is like, actually, I did go up the hill and I did see a spooky snowman place. <laughs> Jack, Jacqueline, Jacqueline wants to get up there to just like to solve the mystery. She has to know for herself. She has to see with her own eyes. She's got to get, she's got to get to the bottom of this. I will. Can I, can I interject one thing real quick before that happened? She was talking to her aunt Greta and her aunt Greta's like, don't go up there. And there's this amazing little piece of dialogue, which I had highlighted at chapter, the end of chapter 20. Oh, okay. Let's, let's do that first. And then we'll get to the, the fake, the, the big fake out. Yeah. yeah. So it says, promise me you won't go running up to the mountaintop to explore the ice cave. It probably is a very dangerous place. Well, I hesitated. Promise. And Greta urged sternly. Okay. I promised. I agreed. Rolling my eyes. But a few minutes later, I decided to break that promise. Yep. I love that. You're immediate- a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> She's, but then because she says that, and then later she gets the kids to help her. And she's like, you have to promise me you can't break a promise. And I'm like, you and fucking like, you hypocrite. Motherfucker, you just, what? That's the only other time in this book where she kind of sucks. Cause she's like, yeah. I, mean, I understand she's got to go on her hero's journey. Yeah, but she's very much like, oh, I promise. I swear on my mother's life. It wasn't even like her hand was forced. Like her aunt went up there and she thought she was in trouble. And she's like, I have to go up there and save her. She was just like, I promise Fuck you. Yeah, like I promise Fuck as she- you, I'll break this promise for <laughs> my own benefit. <laughs> like a hero. Like, like a that's hero. what Superman would do. <laughs> Damn straight. That's what Superman would do. He would make a promise and break it immediately the moment it became inconvenient. I love Superman's motto, which is the ends justify the means. <laughs> <laughs> Truth, justice, and the ends justify the means. <laughs> Truth, justice, and history is written by the winners. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> so this is this is so she's she's resolved to go up to the top of the hill. She knows she has some kind of connection to this stupid place because of the poem, and people have vaguely mentioned it. Conrad mentions part of it, and the grandma wouldn't let or the aunt wouldn't let her look at the poem but like she kept it a secret yeah that never made any sense but um she goes up the hill with eli and rolanda and they trick conrad <laughs> into like lowering his guard on the mountain pass and then she starts climbing up the mountain because she's got to get to this ice cave because that's where that's, that's where, where the, the truth is snowman is and then we get the end of page, the uh, uh, end of chapter 22, 23, page 85. It's really good. Um, I gathered my courage and moved forward inch by inch. I had come this far. I refused to retreat now. The ledge grew narrower, slipperier as it uh, curved around. It just, it just said more slippery. Um, another rumbling noise made me gasp. Somehow I held on and followed the ledge around. It seemed to take forever, but then the cave 
opening came into view. And after that, I saw the most terrifying sight of my life. That's the end of chapter 23. Uh, yeah, three. It leaves us on that fucking cliffhanger for tomorrow's sustained silent reading period. And I was like, oh my God, is there actually a snowman? Oh my God, what's there? Chapter 24, first line. I didn't see it at first. <laughs> Come on. Which is the weirdest thing because there is a snowman that comes out. No, we don't have to drag this out. There's no point in the fake out because... She- <laughs> there is he does come out it, like the line i didn't see it at first is so fucking egregious and unnecessary <laughs> just start with first, first I, I saw the, the layer, layer of solid, solid ice. ice but you know what when you when you read that you go why didn't this less than a full page of information <laughs> in my i have the print version chapter 24 is when she first sees this ice cave like live in living color mm-hmm. it does that it does that shot where like it pulls out where we see her to scale with the ice cave yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like he said it was it's just like he said it would be you know I or see. like when they show like the death star that crashed on endor or fucking whatever <laughs> um so sure they have this scene and it's like page 86 to page 87 and on page 87 it's a full half page of Blake's face before chapter 25 it is offensively short these chapters are like three paragraphs just getting just getting through it as quick as we can I mean this is back to classic RL right Where this is like, RL bam 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 bam, bam. No sense, hit him no with no hit him hard and I think what I think it's purposeful because at the end of the of a book you're like I, I kind of this is like starting to drag you make those chapters smaller you feel like you're making some fucking progress yeah you definitely it definitely feels like you're getting it definitely feels like you're getting something done it's yeah. like you're leveling up you're like yeah. yeah but I will I will say the whole thing is like so the cave looks like a big old mouth. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's why it's scary. That's your me- that's your big metaphor. The cave's a mouth. It's a vagina, Joe. Yeah, my, and my dad's in there. <laughs> He's <laughs> my a snowman. Dad's in there. <laughs> I have to go to the vagina to beat my dad. I do. Have, she does have to go into the vagina <laughs> metaphor to meet her dad. Does yeah. she? And it's also reflective. Apparently yeah. the it sounds ice tight is, as hell. Yeah, it sounds like a mirror, a it mirror so- cave. It, it sounds like uh, the Crystal Tower for Final Fantasy Four. It does sound like that, doesn't it? it does. Oh boy, Endwalker, catch it or whatever. <laughs> I can't, if you can log on, I've been if trying. If you can log on, I've no been trying can. this entire recording to log in. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> Don't worry, it keeps giving me error two zero zero two. It won't let me in. And Danielle's yours has already aired out. I I'm figured. Sorry. I figured. Yeah, the the adventuring of the of this uh, Goosebumps book uh, then reaches its climax because she she faces down her final adversary, her aunt Greta, <laughs> the woman who took care of her, the woman who raised her. Yeah. And then she betrayed in a heartbeat. You're skipping the Luke part. You're skipping the Luke part, Joe. I'm skipping the Luke who, part. Who I gets am. to read that part? Jeff do because it's his favorite. I, I I did love it so much. So so at this part, this is chapter twenty five. As we get, you're like, okay, ice cave. That Eli said there I'm was here, an ice I'm cave. I'm in it. Yeah. And and then what exactly what the kids told her would happen happens. Where an enormous snowman walks out mm-hmm. and is like, who are you? And she was like, oh, this and she is was, my property. <laughs> he's like, I didn't break in. No solicitors. <laughs> 
And and he's like, who are you? And she was like, my name is Jacqueline DeForest. And she says her full Christian name. Of course. And he's like, what? And he's like, do you know who I am? And she says, no, I squeaked, who are you? Get out of town. <laughs> Your name's Jacqueline DeForest. My name's Snowman DeForest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your papa. It's the end of chapter 25. She, he says, do you know who I am? She says, no, who are you? At this point, I'd be like, Jacqueline, who could it be that you would even know what the fuck is happening? Bear in mind that the next line is in all caps. The uh, next line is in all caps. And I'm going to move my mic back a little bit because I am going to shout it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, yeah. Mm. I'm your father. <laughs> the snowman cried. <laughs> and, then she, and then she goes, no, no. which is... <laughs> Incredibly strange. First line of chapter twenty six. <laughs> no, no. it was very like Darth Vader at the end of um, the third prequel movie when he finds very out Padme's much. dead. Yeah, it's like it's literally like finding out like you're related to a famous murderer. It's like, <laughs> yes. what are you talking? Like this makes no like you just found out that one snowman could be evil, and two, this evil one did exist. And I, three, you're apparently half snowman. I was, I was in my head, I was just like shit is she I'm a snowman? snowman on my father's side <laughs> i was thinking about that i was like in my, before I, f- I read the next few ch- pages which is literally just saying i'm your dad um <laughs> over and over again yep. is i'm just like oh fuck what's it gonna be oh this is oh a twist God. she's gonna be part snowman and maybe like all her family are all the snowmen that are in the town actually yeah. or, oh that'd be awesome. i kept expecting all the snowmen in town to be like the citizens yeah. Or like they were. Yeah, they, that would have been that would have been great. Like they were turned into snowmen or something. But it literally, he's just like, "I'm your dad." Yeah, and she's like, "But, huh? Huh? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait a Hold minute. On a first of all, you owe me a lot of birthday presents. Yeah. First Papa. of all, dad, fucking absent dad. She she does say chapter twenty six when that happens. He's like, "I'm your father." She says, "That's impossible." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it is. I know. But, but the way it comes across is less like that's impossible physically. And just like realistically, but more impossible, just like, no, my dad's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like my dad is not a monster. You're too big to be my dad. You're too snowy. So he says that basically like he's her dad and her mom and her aunt trapped him in snowman body. Out of spite. Out of spite. Because they hate men. Yep. Fucking. I guess. Feminist <sighs> do they, extremists. Do they say why? I don't know. Jeff, the patriarchy is why. <laughs> the patriarchy is why. The patriarchy did it. Yeah. So that's the big reveal, which. But there is, he does give his rationale, which is, uh, this is his uh, story to convince Jacqueline that he's her father. Misandry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your aunt came back to renew the spell. She wants me to stay a snowman. She thinks, oops, she wants to keep me prisoner up here forever. She wants to make sure I don't tell the world what happened to me. And she wants to keep you to herself. I'm just picturing him going to like TMZ, just like, you're not going to believe this you story. You won't believe the shit I just Ten saw. messed up families from the Arctic <laughs> Circle. Number seven will make you fucking shit your pants. <laughs> this family was idyllic and pleasant until one spell later. Click to find out what happened. <laughs> it's a picture of like a snowman with his arm around an attractive woman. Oh, dude, yeah. I'd click on that. <laughs> so the, yeah, the, there's this, the part in page 94, but right at the end of chapter 26, where she gives him, he gives her like the mea culpa, like, help me, please. This is proof that I'm your father. And she tells, 
uh, he tells her the poem that she knew. And she goes like, ah, oh, you fucking know that poem, huh? Only my dad would know only that. My dad only would only know my that. dad would reasonably know that poem. The idea of like that poem specifically is like, fuck, I am connected to this place. Well, the only one who would know that would be family. Therefore. Thus. You're my dad. Snow dad. That's my dad. <laughs> Look, logic states. Yes. This snowman must have fucked a woman and I came out of her. Q-E-D, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> it is Q-E-D. Yeah, chapter... Chapter 27, we see Aunt Greta again. This is, this is, we're getting into our, our, this isn't quite the climax, although it's like all this together is like ramping up to the big fight. Well, and and the end of this, the end of this book, there is no epilogue. It's, it's all of this stuff happening and it ends. So there isn't like this all craziness happens and you get to decompress. No. Nope. Just ends. It was Aunt Greta. This is page 95. It was chapter 27. It was Aunt Greta who whispered, uh, to my room late at night, who warned me to wear the snowman. Her dark eyes were wild. Her normally pale face was bright red. Her long black coat was open and flapped. Her titties were out and about. Majestic. She raised a large... She, so they made her like, let's make her look like a fucking classic witch. Yeah. Like, why would you... <laughs> like, why... They have to keep you guessing for three more pages. You know, they you got know. three more pages to make you guess. And then there's this just like, that's a lie. This is, it's like a, it's like a real Maury, Maury, like yeah. early morning, like talk show argument. Like that ain't yo dad. Like that kind of a, <laughs> and then there's a lot of, no, yeah. there's a lot of, it's, it's funny. It literally is like three pages of them to just going like, you're lying. No, you're lying. Oh, you fuck you. Fuck you're you. Lying. No, I'll take head. a I'll take a lie detector test. I'll fucking eat your face. Um, chapter twenty eight. She just wrenches the book out of her aunt's hand and reads it. <laughs> yep, she's just like, "Fuck you, Aunt Greta." This her is aunt mine. tries to destroy it, but she gets the page at the last no, no, second no. and no, just no, no. reads it. No, 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 no. We need to examine that. No, Danielle has a yeah. Danielle has a very specific piece of, of a choice made um, by R.L. Stein. All, all, all right, all right, Danielle. I'll I'll let you see what I'll allow it, okay. but watch yourself. All right, I'll be careful. I'll tread lightly. This is chapter twenty nine. And the very beginning. And uh, so what's happened is Jacqueline has wrested the book of poems out of her Aunt Greta's hands, allegedly because she's going to read the poem and free the snowman who she now believes is her dad. And what happens then is that uh, she's... uh, she she gets the book, but the pay, Aunt Greta has like the page. That's right. Yes. So she has the book, but then Aunt Greta's like, uh, uh, uh. I have the high ground, Anakin. Uh-huh. Why'd she bring the book then? That's so right. That's the whole thing. Why'd she bring any of it? Unnecessary weight. Yeah. And also, like, I'm assuming like she was gonna say another spell from the book, but just, she does make it clear she knows no magic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I'm also like, so why are you? It made it sound like she was going to say the latter part of the the rhyme herself yeah which is not what she wants to have happen no anyways yeah so um so aunt greta's like ha 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 dumbass (laughs) and uh the wind blew her coat behind her again her eyes were wild again the page fluttered in her hand picture it again (laughs) again jacqueline i can't let you read the rhyme she said 
It's you, too dope. You have it in your hand. These beats are too fat. You can't bless this rhyme. You can't handle this. I can't let you read it, Aunt Greta repeated, and tossed the page over the ledge. They're on top of like a fucking mountain. They're on top of a fucking mountain in front of a fucking ice cave. <laughs> and a talking snowman. And a talking which... giant ass snowman. I but let then out... they littered. But then and then they like tried fucking to... Mount Everest. They, they fucking tried it, okay? They tried it. So her aunt throws the page into the air. I let out a shriek. I watched the page float out over the ledge. I watched it fly up, then start to drop. It's lost, I realized. The second verse is lost forever. The swirling wind will carry it down the mountain, down the steep drop. It will never be seen again. Did y'all remember that scene from Arrested Development where it was like, and Job dramatically threw the yeah. letter into the sea? <laughs> Which he found to be a bit more of a challenge than anticipated. <laughs> she throws it over the edge, and then I cried out again as the wind carried the page up, up, back up, and into my hand. I grabbed it out of the air. I stared at it in amazement. At that point, I'd be like, God wants me to read Right, this. I'd be like, well, this is obviously, because this is that's some supernatural shit that just happened. If she had any any doubt in her mind as to whether or not she should read that poem verse. Yeah, like gone. The, the earth handing her the page. But, but then Greta came to her senses and wrenched it again, back <laughs> one more again, Danielle, and again. ripped it up. Again. Which she should have done to begin with, but didn't. But so, so she rips it to shreds and then... She's like, ah, and then Jacqueline's like, I can read and remember, so I know what it says. Um. <laughs> it really wasn't that complicated of a rhyme. It was pretty much a, well, there once was a man from Nantucket. So, and then she do it, and then she says the little rhyme. Mm -hmm. She says and, the second verse. And then chapter 30. Yeah. Jeff, this is the climax of this book. <laughs> I feel like this is the last thing we're going to need to get into. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Chapter 30 is... A monster, <laughs> an ugly, snarling, red-skinned monster stomped out from under the oozing snow. This next thing that happens is, I think, funny because she, <laughs> Aunt Greta, this is, see, this is the Goosebumps twist. This is where the, okay, there was, there was an option here. There was a choice here, right? There was the, there was the, there was the play it straight or there was the Goosebumps twist. And the Goosebumps twist would have been horrible pink monster comes out and Jacqueline goes, Dad! And then runs <laughs> up and hugs it. Could have still kept the lie going. Yeah, then it would have just been like... And the, it would have been one of those, like, you'll be a monster, monster like me yeah. in a hundred years. And yeah. Aunt Greta's like, oh, you crazy kids. Uh, She's like, our family is full of magicians and monsters. I just wanted a different life for you. That's why we went to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that's where our future. But chapter lie. page one hundred three actually is she she quickly realizes her <laughs> egregious error. Yeah, when it comes well, out of monster, whoopsies. Guess it's not really my dad. And then Aunt Greta's like, no, no. I like Aunt Greta's just like no. you idiot. No, yeah, like, no. Fucking, it's the, it's the like face palm emoji. Yeah. What did you think was gonna happen? Why would I put your dad in a snowman? <laughs> 
you idiot. I don't know. Misandry. Uh, yeah, they two, the two are like, uh, this is on page 104. I grabbed Aunt Greta by the shoulders and tugged away from the ledge. We pressed ourselves against the icy wall of the cave. Goodbye, the monster grunted. Goodbye, all. <laughs> so dramatic. Which is a weird thing to say, like, and, and, goody, and you all a good night. <laughs> right? Like, okay, Mr. Snowman. But I, and then she goes, but I saved you. Is that <laughs> yeah, my reward? Yeah, yeah, she starts bargaining. She tries to, to bargain. over the side, and he's like, Yes, that is your reward. <laughs> he's so and I'm cold. Like, okay, point to the monster. Like, Jeff, he is so cold. You be a, you, a snow you be a snowman for ten years, you lose all empathy. Yeah, and then he they he holds them over the mountain, and then chapter thirty one. Uh, huh? I uttered a startled gasp. <laughs> the monster was staring down the ledge. Now he had stopped paying attention to us. Uh, I saw what had startled the monster: a parade, a parade of snowmen. Hmm? And then I grass like, they're coming to serve the monster. We're all doomed. <laughs> that's the obvious thing that's happening we're right doomed. now. Jacqueline, hey, we're doomed. Jacqueline, we're, we're going to die here. We're doomed. We're going to die. That's <laughs> such a, it's so weird that she whispers that. Right? Just like, well, it's, it's kind of like she's trying to say like, okay, now this is the part where the monster kills us. Don't get your hopes up right Don't now. Get Don't get so excited, it. but we're about to get. Hey, I, I see that. Hey. I see that glimmer in your eye right now you about see, us getting out of this. No. And see now, don't you don't now see? Aren't you glad I took you with me on my trip? Yeah. What, are you? <laughs> you would have been so mad if you missed this. Her aunt. Is, <laughs> they don't have this in Chicago, do they? <laughs> That's what I was really hoping for. Is Greta just being really shitty? I know, like, just like what the fuck? Well, wrong? listen, I l- listen. I know that you've always trusted me until right when it actually mattered, <laughs> but. This is where we die. Listen, I I know we've lived together your whole life, but um, I'm afraid our lives are going to end together as well. Do you, because do you, you remember how I stood? I yeah. stayed awake all night when you had a fever, when you had the chickenpox, when you were eight, and how in the morning you said you said you were sorry I had to stay up, and I said that I loved you, and I would you never have to apologize for that. Well, because of your fucking belief that a that a talking snowman is your dad, we're gonna die now. You can apologize to me now. Or maybe in heaven when we get there. You can you can apologize to me in heaven through the phone because you are definitely <laughs> going to hell for betraying me. Yeah, it's you gonna know, be a long distance. You call. know, maybe that demon is your dad. <laughs> maybe I'm starting to see the similarities. Hey, hey maybe. <laughs> listen, you know what? I didn't think of it at the time. Pretty shitty of you to doubt me. Yep. Pretty pretty bullshit. I call big bullshit. On uh, page one o. Eight. The 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 snow the snow people have come. They're here. <laughs> They've come here. This is chapter thirty-two, page one hundred eight. They go up to the monster, who is confused by all of this, <laughs> as are we, because they are bouncing and waving their stick arms as yeah. they come. They crushed his scaly red body, pushing him back. It's an avalanche of snowmen. Yes. But it go, it, oh, going up. The, mon- the monster tossed its head in an angry roar, but the roar was smothered as a snowman rolled over his head, which is horrifying. That yeah. is very... Uh, we saw the monster's powerful arms flail the air. Like, this is sad and creepy. It, it is. Flail the air, thrashing wildly helpless. They're drowning so him she, basically. Yes. She feels pity for this yeah. thing. I would too. That sounds awful. 
Yeah, and then the monster disappeared behind the crush of snowmen. The snowman pushed forward, pushed hard, pushed silently. So this is all in like total silence. Yeah, and here's the thing that we forget is, yeah, this monster, like this is horrible. This monster only exists because <laughs> her parents created him. This is the sin of man. Yeah. This is the monster's just like the millennial being like, I didn't ask to be here. Bro. I didn't want to be born and be didn't a monster. Ask to be born. <laughs> okay. Just... Now I'm dying from snowman. <laughs> yeah. It's and then finally it's and when they finally stepped back, the monster stood frozen, arms outstretched as if to attack, not moving, frozen inside the ice wall, a prisoner. Um, I'm guessing at this point, like that's her very eloquent way of saying it's dead. Like we found a dead body yeah. that was frozen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cause it is fucking dead. Yeah. And then, and then she, and then Jacqueline's like, it's page one nine. Did you do this? Aunt Greta. And it's like, no, then who made the, cl- then who mm. emphasis on who, because mm-hmm. no way could this have just happened. Mm-hmm. Who made them climb the mountain and rescue us? I, and then off, off, off camera. I did. I did. That was me. Over it here. It was me, Snowman. Oh, yeah. Hey. We all knew it was going to be Conrad, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Why else just... would he be in this book? Exactly. Well, it's funny because that, so Conrad is her dad in a sorcerer. So made the. And this, this is what's weird. This is the weirdest thing about this book, I think. Is this final chapter, chapter thirty-three? Because this is the this this is something that most Goosebumps books they have it, but not in this way. They have a denouement that like explains everything and then has a happy ending. Yeah, but then they but he gives this whole denouement. It's like maybe we can be a family again. Very hopeful, and then we have our big uh, our big our big spooky twist reveal that we're going to say for the actual last line of this podcast, because that's how we do this show. Yeah. Yep. That'll be Danielle giving us that piece. That'll be Danielle who does that. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> All we need to talk about is that this book, A, I give it an A. A, yeah. out, of, a out of five. A, a out, of five. out of five. Yeah. It's easy to understand. It's lean. Easy to read. Smooth. Easy to find. It was on Kindle. I actually lost my print copy this morning. Oh. I found it again, but I had to read it on Kindle. Yep. Yeah. Where I read mine, it's uh, it's got a character that's not entirely unlikable, like the kid from Go Eat Worms. Oh my God, not a sociopath. Not for a sociopath once. for once. For once, people act lives. like human beings. Uh, it's got a mystery. Doesn't it? Doesn't give you a lot of false information to like extend the story. Yeah, it doesn't make you roll your eyes so hard that they fall out of your head. And it rewards you for paying attention, yeah. which right? is nice. There's a lot yeah. of little details you could flesh out the world in your own little head cannon. Thank, thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song Bad Dream off of the album Hit and Run. It's a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Geese Bumps is one piece of comedy content from the Mom Hat Comedy crew. You can check out the things they do at mom-hat.com. That's mom-hat.com. You can also buy uh, merch from us at I think it's Teespring, right? It's geesebumps.teespring.com. Nope, it's not that. It's a little more complicated. It's in the description. But you can also find stuff. You can find stuff on Teespring or just Spring as it's known now. Oh. Um, also, we have a store with uh, some items on T Public. T Public, which is more affordable. Yes. They have a lot of sales. You could buy some T-shirts of stuff, and it's only right now. Well, when this comes out, it's twenty bucks again, but still not bad for a T-shirt. Papa's got to eat. Papa mm. has to eat. Mama's got a drink. Papa must, Papa must feed. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this is coming out the 8th, so uh, the 22nd? Oh, My Daniel's birthday. birthday. 
Yeah. Oh, Danielle, what are we reading on the 22nd? Oh, shit, dude. I need to look at the list. Oh, man, I get to pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Danielle will pick the next one. Yeah. We'll know what it is on the day of, obviously. Well, she'll but... be, she'll, I'm sure she'll tweet it out ahead of time. Yeah. I'm sure she will. Uh-huh. You can follow us on, was it Geesebumps underscore pod on Twitter? Yep. And, uh, and GeeseBumpsPod at Gmail if you want to send us a message and GeeseBumpsPod on Instagram if you want to follow our Instagram. Yep. 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 Et cetera. Yep. Well, I think the only thing left to do is um, the last, the last little piece. That's right, the last. Danielle, could you regale us with that final passage of Goosebumps number fifty-one? Beware the snowman. Uh, yes, I can. All right. In all the excitement of finding my father, I'd completely forgotten about all the snowmen that were currently. Now they circled us, surrounded us. Staring at us with their glowing coal eyes. I have questions about that. Staring at us so coldly. What what are they going to do? I stammered. Before my father could answer, one of the snowmen came thumping up out of the group. Boing, boing, boing. He rumbled up to us, arms twitching, eyes flashing. I grabbed dad's arm. The snowman had us totally, the snowmen had us totally surrounded Nowhere to move. No chance to run away. The snowman stopped inches from my father and opened his mouth to speak. Can we go back down now? The snowman asked. It's like really cold up here. The snowmen are cold. Snowmen are cold. How's that for a Goosebumps twist? Because they're, they're just people like us. My name is Jojo and I have a PhD. My name is Danielle, and I have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I am your father. What? No. This has been Geesebumps, a Digimon Goosebumps <laughs> podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used to.